Hey, this is Vinny Caruana from The Movie Life. I am the Avalanche, peaced out, constant elevation, and you're listening to the podcast and we know things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 202 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the last week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. First off, before we even start anything, enough of this Flyers hashtag anytime, anywhere bullshit. You're right. Anytime we can lose game seven for nothing. You're absolutely right. Worst hashtag I ever. Let's go back to bleed orange and black because this hashtag, I can't do it. But let's start this podcast because we know some shit. <laughs> so the Flyers lost five days ago and it's still stinging Sam, as you can see. <laughs> Don't worry. It chaps my ass, too. I paid hundreds of dollars to get their logo imprinted on my body forever. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 it stings. Pardon the uh, We are recording on September 10th. It is 7.17 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, We got a huge show for you, so we wanted to go a little bit early tonight. Also, you got some Phillies baseball. The NFL is starting tonight, and quite frankly, I wanted to watch those things. So (laughs) the earlier we could end, the better, uh, especially for the first football game of the season, Chiefs-Texans. So looking forward to that, we got a freaking king size show for you today. Massive, massive, massive show. We're going to real quick talk about an interview that dropped on Labor Day that we did late or about a week ago now, actually about eight days ago, Uh, was one of our bucket list interviews and it was super last minute. So we really didn't even get to hype it up that much. We talked about it at the end of 201, not even at the beginning. So uh, yeah, I think you gave me like a three day heads up, like, yo, not even 48. I gave you 48 hours. A little, yeah. a little bit more than 48 hours, maybe like 55 hours. That's, we made it work. And we, I mean, we had an hour and 15 minute long conversation. So we definitely made it work. Super cool. And it was one of those guests, which again, we'll talk about in a minute. It was one of those guests where even if we had no questions prepared, we'd have gone in and done our thing because we've looked up to this guy for yeah, 17 we've been years. For years. So. It was a kind of good, natural conversation. We'll talk about that. We have our picks of the week. Then we have trivia. It is 12 for Sam, 10 and a half for me. You might be asking, it's first to 11. Sam has 12. Yes, but he's only winning by a point and a half. So uh, he cannot win just yet. (laughs) We got to win by two in this house. Uh, From there, Sam will take over for a lengthy and enormous, enormous gaming section. We got one of the two major players finally dropped its release date and price and another console in this next gen. We also have uh, our impressions of the Tony Hawk remasters. We have a shadow drop, another one from Nintendo. We'll get Sam's thoughts on the Mario Direct. We'll get uh, our thoughts on the Ubisoft forward presentation, along with some other big announcements. Then in TV, I'll take back over for the hosting duties, where we're going to talk about our impressions of The Boys Season 2. The first three episodes have dropped on Amazon Prime, but be prepared. Diabolical. <laughs> be prepared. Diabolical, man. I love it. Uh, We are going to talk spoilers, though. Be prepared, because our top three for this episode is going to be our top three favorite moments of season two so far. So please prepare yourself when you get to television. If you have not watched The Boys yet and you intend to, skip forward a little bit. Check the episode description. It'll have links to the time codes, so that way you don't have to, like, accidentally get a spoiler. 
From there, we'll talk we about you. yeah, we always got you. From there, we'll talk about The Walking Dead, and then in movies, we have reviews of Mulan, Enola Holmes. We're got a Bond trailer breakdown and a couple other stories in the music before we go to music to, or movies before we go to music tonight with a couple different stories, one happy, one sad, and then an Apple announcement, and then we will do our CGC spotlight and get on out of here. And by the way, we only talked about about half the things we're going to be covering in this episode because it is so enormous. But let's start with our recap of our interview last week. It is available now as a bonus episode in your feed. If you let this episode just end, just let it go into the wind like old Yeller. This next one will will automatically start playing. It is our bonus episode with Vinny Caruana the lead singer of the movie Life, I Am the Avalanche, Peaced Out, Constant Elevation, and one badass solo project. Yeah, it, like you said, it, it, he was such a great guy. And actually, we people reached out to me. I know they reached out to you, the podcast, you know, saying like how, how good of an interview it was, like, even though you didn't know the music at the time, but you still, you know, you, you, you just like that what you were hearing, like just to hear that feedback, like it, that, it keeps us going. Yeah, and we actually had some folks that don't even follow the podcast who put it in their story that it was a good interview. So now that's in our story. Yeah, uh, I, I saw you share it. I was like, oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, I don't know that guy and he doesn't follow us. So uh, it was just really cool to have some folks um, share the interview. Uh, it's tracking really well um, and and just – Really, really proud of the work we did in 55 hours notice. I mean, like Sam and I, we do pretty intensive research for all of our interviews and we come up with questions and the rapid fire and talking points and who's going to take what. And it's even harder in a socially distant world when Sam's at his house, I'm at the studio doing my thing and we can't see each other, which is the entire thing of our shtick is like we feed off each other's energy. We look at each other and say, I got this one. We use hand signals. We get none of that. Yeah, like you guys don't know that all basically half a water film like started spilled all over my keyboard at the very start of that interview so i was off to a great start but it it, it turned out great and you never will because i edited that out so did, did you really yeah. oh wow yeah you'll never ever know that there was a some audio issue with a can sound and like what the hell's going on you'll never know and there was also a question at the end that you'll never know that we even asked because it's gone so a uh, really good interview had, Behind the scenes. <laughs> had so much fun talking to Vinny and it was cool because it was, it, it took him a minute, but he warmed up to us eventually. Like at, the, at first it was yeah. kind of short answers. No, dude, like I, I always say that, like you're, you're talking to strangers, you know, we're asking kind of, you know, make personal questions, you know, like, you know, I understand that, that by, the, by the end, it seemed like, like you said that he warmed up to us. And, and I would say like 10, less than 10 minutes in, like he's on board. Once we started talking about Liverpool, he's on board. And, uh, it just it's just another thing of like we're trying to make that personal connection. We're not trying to always talk about music. We talk about a range of things like can you smell a cheesesteak in lieu of eating it? Can uh, you know, like it's crazy the things no, we and, got into. And we have like personal stories of concerts that we were at. Like I don't know, I I, I thought it turned out really good. Yeah, we've done shots with the guy upstairs at a Philly like a Fishtown Philadelphia style yeah, venue. I, I can't remember the damn place. I, it was I, the Barber. Find the ticket stuff. It, it was, was the Barber. It was the Barber. Yeah, it was, I got the ticket stuff somewhere. <laughs> it was the Barber. It was a good time and and uh, I got elbowed in the eye that night. I mean, everybody, he got hit in the face that night, like crazy stuff. So check out that interview. If you like the movie life, if you like I Am the Avalanche, if you like his solo stuff, man, like we've met him on several occasions and it was cool to just like sit down and shoot the shit for over an hour. Had so much fun. And and, uh, again, man, like check this one off the bucket list because this is something we've been trying to get on for three years. 
Yeah, like this was definitely like, as you say in comics, like that's the grail for us. Yeah, you know, we got that. We got the grail. And I do want to say thank you to Sean Dorsey at No Hope Records for helping set this up. I shot him a text, shot him a text, and I basically said, "Hey, listen, is is this still something we can get on the table?" And within a week, it was scheduled. So Ah, just want to just really want to like shout out Sean for being all over it. Guy's a good friend of the show. He's been on the show. We've had him on for an interview and for him to help set this up and something that we couldn't appreciate more, man. So thanks a lot to the, to the team at no hope to Sean and to Vinny for coming on the show. If you let this episode just end again, that one will automatically play uh, as it is the next episode in the feed. So check that out. Vinny Caruana, the movie life. I am the avalanche, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sam, it is time for our picks of the week. Pick it a week this week. I'm going anime. It's called Dead Man Wonderland. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. But a little series that actually aired on Adult Swim in 2012. A little tsunami block. I, I, for every reason, I guess I missed it. Never heard of it. Just missed it. Comes with, well, I, I bought the Blu-ray on Amazon. I think it was like 20, 22 bucks. Has 12 episodes. Has like an OVA, original video animation with it. Um, from the same studio that brought us Samurai Champlo. I don't know if you guys and gals watched that show. That was awesome. But this one's extremely violent. You know, it's uh, a little bonkers. But here, here, it's Gaunt is the only survivor after a mysterious man in red slaughters a classroom full of teenagers. He's framed for the carnage, sentenced to die, and locked away in the most twisted prison ever. Dead Man Wonderland, and then it gets worse. And that's just like a little tease. And But it's it's they definitely have fun with it. But if you like anime, violent, you know, Helsing, Ultimate, all them enemies like that, Bleach. I definitely think you're going to like this. Dead Man Wonderland. That's really cool. Never heard of it, but I, it has piqued my interest. Yeah, like I'm shocked. I'm, I was pretty good on Toonami. I'm, I'm shocked I missed this one. Yeah, I'd never heard of it at all. So I was never a Toonami kid, but I, I'm glad that, that we're in the anime realm. We don't talk about anime enough on this show, and I, I love it. So Yeah, I, I, well, I've always been an anime guy, just kind of watching in the background. Now they're releasing Inuyasha on Blu-ray. They're releasing Bleach on Blu-ray. So I'm yeah. slowly dipping my toe back in. Yeah, I'm more of like a Shonen fan, and if it's not a Shonen anime, I'm kind of like, Oh, eh. yeah, you, yeah you're, you're definitely, I say, the rookie department in, in anime. Yeah. I'm a little, a little more advanced. Just I, a little bit. Listen, the ones I like are just straight Shonen Jump. It's it's yep. it's Yu Yu. It's, you know, Hunter Hunter. It's the basics. And uh, yeah. Pokemon, because technically one. Pokemon is an anime. Uh, Initial D, stuff like that. Now, the last two were not shonen, but you get where I'm coming from. Um, yeah. I watched like High School of the Dead once, and that was just kind of weird. So I never like, watched that one. I, it's, it was not long, so I just kind of banged it out in a day, and, and then I don't think I'll ever watch it again. But it was kind of weird. Uh, I have two picks of the week. I'm only obviously going to pick one, and it was so, so hard to to like, which one do I go with? Which one do I go with? And I'm going to go... With the documentary over the movie, um, I feel like cool. the documentary is like a must watch. The movie's been out for a little while, so we can wait till next week. Um, and it is available on HBO and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So you'll you'll have time. But this one, uh, it is exclusive to HBO Max. So maybe not everybody has immediate access, although HBO Max is running a sale right now, a couple bucks off a month. Um, and if you're an Xfinity X1 subscriber, you can get HBO Max for free pretty soon if you have an HBO subscription. So there are ways to watch it. And not only that, it's kind of local. It's about two hours away from where we sit over in Vernon, New Jersey, a place called, well, that was called Action Park. Uh, this this documentary is called Class Action Park. Have you ever heard of this? 
Oh yeah, I know all about that that park. Yeah, so they made a documentary about it. It's called Class Action Park. And long story short, it is they've been sued so many times. <laughs> it is a water park slash motor park in Vernon, New Jersey, that uh, was in the eighties. Um, and basically, the inmates ran the asylum. <laughs> it was a bunch of teenage kids who didn't really care you know, kind of running the show. Um, you know, there were some deaths there. Unfortunately, there was like, you said a shit ton of lawsuits. And what, I don't know how they remained open as long as they did. Because so I, I am very interested to watch this documentary because of their owner gene. And, uh, guess what? They go deep into that. So they go into why they remained open for as long as they did pretty much the whole movie. It's like an overarching theme. Not only that, they go through every single big attraction at the park that was ever there. And they give you like shots of people going down it and like first person views and diagram drawings and like all this cool stuff. The the stories of how it was constructed. It's a really good look into I'm a huge water park guy, just a huge, huge yeah. water park guy. Yeah. And uh, it's also it's local. Plus, I'm a documentary kind of nerd. So this kind of all at one time kind of worked for me i think it's an hour 48 something like that maybe a little shorter than that um it does not feel its length you are hooked the entire time it's got former lifeguards it's got former employees it's got former park guests um and you know people that just visited as a kid now adults reminiscing about it and how it closed and reopened and closed and Oh my goodness gracious. It's a wild ride. It's called class action park. It is on HBO max right now. I'm not sure if it's on the HBO app. Um, I'm sorry, HBO. Yeah. Like the regular HBO on demand. If you just, you know, try to find it on demand, you might have a, a chance to do that. I watched it on HBO max. It is called class action park. It's a great documentary and it comes highly recommended. I, 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 I'm, I'm interested. Got to watch. Yeah. I will, I will get a free trial for 30 days to watch this. It's super good. And I, and I'm actually super psyched about my pick of the week next week as well. <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah. It's a, it's a good movie that I think actually you'll have some, uh, interest in as well. So let's move into trivia. I've been kind of holding this off for as long as possible. Been delaying and delaying. <laughs> it's He's shaking in his boots, it's, ladies it's and gentlemen. 12 for you. 10 and a half for me. Our race to 11 win by two. Give me the chance to catch up. All right. You got it, brother. We'll, we'll see if you watch this show. Maybe you know. Oh, geez. No, I don't know. It, it's, it could be easy. could be hard. Which branch of service was Popeye the Sailor Man in? Oh, man. That's a good – that's a solid question. Because, right? Because your answers can all be – Yep. 100%. Now, he's Popeye the Sailor Man. So, I, like, I'd like to think he's the Navy. Uh <laughs> um, you know, so, oh man. So like, if I ask for the damn questions, you can just say, military, I, I, I will give the exact ones I have written down. You know, you know me, Greg, I always, I shoot straight way. Nah, man. Like he's the Popeye, the sailor man. Like he's gotta be the Navy. So, uh, so I'm going to go the Navy. Incorrect. Is he the, the air force? Coast guard. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, what, I, what were your I, answers? I, what were your answers? Did you, was Navy in there? A Navy, okay. B Marine, C Army, D Coast Guard. I probably would have said Coast Guard if you, because that's like the one that's like that's too. That's, it's funny when when I was taking this quiz, I said Navy as well. Hmm. Damn. I yeah. just thought it was a I thought it was a great question. 
So all yeah. Sam needs half a point, baby, is half a point. <laughs> he could literally just say, "I know the answer, but fuck it, give me the choices," and he can still win. Yeah. Sam, this is not this does not have anything to do with pop culture, okay, or nerdy shit. I should say it's still pop culture, but it's not in our realm. With the NFL kicking off a brand new season tonight as we record it, this is season number what for the NFL? I have to hear the answers. 98, 101, 106, or is it the 110th season? I wish I was a sports nerd to know this question like you guys. All right, hit me with them again. 98, 101, 106, or 110? Let's go 106. My friends, this is the 101st NFL season. Yeah, I had a feeling. That's okay. That's okay. It it just delays that's the right. inevitable. That's fine. that's fine. It just delays the inevitable. That's That's where we're at right now. All right, I'll take that. All right, so let me take over in gaming. So strap in. We got a doozy. Xbox finally drops that hammer. Yeah, I mean, we were wondering who was going to be first to the game, first to the first to the store, first whatever. And it turns out it's Xbox. And I think ironically is uh, they did this on on the 25th anniversary of PlayStation, (laughs) the PS1. It's kind of like nobody. I heard nobody talking about this. but at least the Series X stuff, the S was not. The S was the day before. But uh, the Xbox Series X has been priced. It has been dated. They did it on the anniversary of the PS1. They also unveiled that the Xbox Series S is real, which is awesome. Uh, and they talked about the pre-order date. So we got a lot to unpack here. They also actually added something in for Game Pass as well um, that we'll talk about in a few minutes. But let's let's dive in to the pricing, the release date. And what comes next for Sony uh, with this news? The Xbox Series X will be $500 before $99, kind of what we thought. And yeah. it will launch November 10th. So actually two months from today, the day we record, a little under two months from the time you're hearing this show. Um, and we they did again. They announced the Series S is real. We'll talk about that uh, in a minute. $500 is a good price point. For what you're getting, November 10th is a good date. What do you think? I th- well, I, I think I, I don't. Know, I believe we both said it. 4.99 was the price that we had in mind for it. And okay, 500 bucks for everything we're getting. To me, I don't know for that kind of money, get a computer, just me. But it's it's about time. I feel like they, we were getting too close to launch date, and even PlayStation, like now they gotta kind of say something soon too, because like you know we're whoa we're we're coming down to the finish line here. So give us some time to get hype, save up money for it, get ready for the release date. But November tenth, it's right around the corner. Sony is not gonna do anything this week, just because nobody drops big news like this on a Friday. It just doesn't happen, um, especially at the tail end of summer. It just doesn't happen. It's got to be next week. So you are you should look for something by Tuesday at the latest of next week. Yeah. And in reality, all it has to be is a retaliatory tweet. Um, the issue is that the industry insiders, some of them believe this is going to be a $600 console with the discless one being $400, which could also pose a problem when you talk about the Series S and its price point, which we'll talk about in a minute. Now, overall, games will decide 
really yep. who wins this this we'll call it a console war and PlayStation has the superior exclusives that is not on the table for discussion like it, they yep. just I know, 100%. do I, I to me Sony I don't know, feel like I they have to win this they but the the ultimate back pocket ace in the hole up the sleeve whatever you want to call it that Microsoft possesses that nobody else does is Game, Game Pass. Pass. Yep. And that is for somebody who's about to drop $500 on a console, potentially six. If you're a PlayStation fan, I, I like to think that they'll price it at the same price. You can't go any lower, but I'd like to think PS five will also cost four ninety nine. Dude, If they came out and said 400 or 450, I'll shit. I think that's going to be the discless one. I just don't believe that they're going to be able to do. What they yeah, want no, to there's do. no way. Like PS five minimum 500. 500 bucks. Now, PlayStation does not have a subscription service like Game Pass, although, man, if they friggin ever wanted to, that would be insane for all the back. All, all the games you could play. Oh, my God. The first party titles that you could that you could enjoy with that. I would instantly sign up, although I practically own all of them anyway. So I don't know how yeah, I don't know if, basically I, if I would do that. But point being is that's like kind of the ace in the hole when you're about to spend 500 bucks plus sales tax. Now you're at. 530 540 then you want to buy one game now you're at 600 then you want to buy an extra controller you're at 660 then you want to buy a second game now you're at 750 so now all of a sudden this $500 purchase just became $800 game pass says with all access xbox all access sorry it's that actually is a mouthful you can finance your console through us $25 a month $35 a month you get the console and game pass and Xbox live. You can get it all and not have to worry about a a huge upfront cost or buying additional software at launch. You could literally be out the door for 25 bucks a month that for the casual gamer who may not understand or care about exclusivity or quite frankly, third person action games, because that's what a lot of Sony's exclusives are. Maybe they want to play Call of Duty, this, that, and the other. Um, I know Call of Duty is not available on Game Pass, but Halo certainly will be, all the Gears games and all that stuff. Maybe that's the way they go. So uh, this is a very, very, we'll call it a bold strategy, Cotton, but uh, yeah. a, a good one for Microsoft. No, I, I mean, I agree. I, I like, Again, I feel like Xbox should have striked first like they did before PlayStation. I feel like they needed to drive this and to have this Game Pass option that no one else has. Yep. And the little series, like the the mini one, like again, I know you and I, or maybe you, you've been actually more digital as of late, as yeah, I've known. Very, very much so. Yeah, very much so. So it's... maybe that that kind of speaks for you. Three hundred is is a better price point. Yes, the S actually uh, does. As long as I don't have to look at it, the S definitely <laughs> speaks to. I, me. I, I mean, again, I, I've said too. The the S looks like my old subwoofer I bought for my very first car twelve years ago. Like it looks identical. Yeah. But if, for the price point, casual gamers, like you said. I think it's okay. If you need more space, I know you get half the space as the, you know, one terabyte for the 501. You always have an external drive. So that that's that's okay. And if you don't mind not having a physical copy, like, great. But for me, I don't know. I like the physical stuff CD. But I think for, like you said, the casual, great option. And, and yeah, we'll dive into the Series S in a, in a few minutes. And, and you know, I, I think that Microsoft, like you said, I think you nailed it on the head when you said they had to strike first. They did last generation, too. I think it was about two weeks 
before really? the PS4, and oh. then at E3 they went a day before Sony, or, or maybe it was, well, maybe it was forty eight hours, but I think it was twenty four when they went uh, before Sony. But the issue was the Xbox One was this DRM always online fucking yeah, yeah. hard. Like, they yeah. they bombed that worse than you could bomb any marketing message on the planet. It was literally the the biggest bungle I've ever 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 seen in in gaming and uh that hurt them from day one that crushed them because sony came out the next day when they came out with the drm news and said oh yeah uh with our console you can let your friends borrow your games it was so genius to just shit all over them and sony won it right there Uh, price points be damned and and so microsoft striking first with all good news a second console game pass zero percent financing uh, like a lot of good things the only bad thing is their killer app at launch halo won't be coming for quite a long time which will hurt them maybe not as much it has to, it, it has to hurt them maybe not as much because again game pass does speak volumes and it's coming to game pass the day it comes out so if you just get game pass you'll just get it eventually so i i kind of think like you'll have enough shit to hold you over um i don't think the PlayStation five at this time has done enough to sway the people that are team Xbox over to the, to the team PlayStation. But Xbox at this moment has done enough. Maybe not, maybe not enough has done some to steal some of that audience. I don't think it's going to even out. I do think Sony eventually will win this console war. If it's even a war to be had, Um, but it's a a little skirmish. (laughs) It's a battle. Who cares about the war? Uh, but at the end of the day, if Sony comes out at similar price points, that does a lot of good. Now, yep. and on top of that, if Sony's, you know, finally delivers a launch lineup besides Spider-Man, if they can come out with a, a, a really good launch lineup, then that's going to even it up even more. And I, like I said, I do believe that the PlayStation five will be the console that sells more units, probably by a good 20 million. Like, I don't think it's going to be particularly close Okay, so you think it's going to be like a blowout? I do. Okay. I, I do kind of think it's going to be a blowout. I think the PS5... I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think the PS5 is going to end up in the 80 million range, where the Series X could end up in the 60 million range. Um, and I and that's where I'm kind of going to plant my flag in the ground. But at the end of the day, it's good news for gamers. It's good news no matter who you root for, because now that Sony... or no, I'm sorry, now that Microsoft is gone, it's just a matter of time you know, imminently until Sony goes. So even if you're on team Sony, you're going to get news very, very soon. Yeah. And and like we always said, like we, we don't want someone to bomb. Like obviously we want all things to do good. Like just because I'm on Sony, I don't want to see Xbox. But I'm like, no, I want to see their stuff sell good. So the games get better. Their system gets better and so on and so forth. Yeah. And so let's talk about the series S. Uh, it was leaked at midnight on going into September 8th. And, uh, a two minute video with the price and the model and everything. Like it was fully, fully leaked. And, uh, holy I think it is a problem of them waiting too long. I, I do too. And that's what I said on Twitter. I said, you know, this is what happens when you wait forever. Someone's going to get the info and someone's going to correctly leak it. And it's going to take the sizzle out. I will give Microsoft just like the rest of Twitter. I will give Microsoft so much credit and kudos because their marketing team has absolutely and their and their social team and PR have absolutely crushed the way this leak was handled. They almost immediately went on Twitter and said, you know what? Let's just own it. It's real. 
It's coming. Here it is at three o'clock in the morning. Don't let anybody speculate. Let's just let's just roll with it. Yeah. And yeah, then we they, don't care what time it is. Exactly. It is. And then and then people were make they made funny memes and people were laughing at them. Like it was a really good job by the team overall. And then the next day, uh, you know, actually the two days later at nine o'clock in the morning, they unveiled the Series X and Microsoft is kind of having their day in the sun right now, which is which is really good. The Xbox Series S, although it does look like a subwoofer. Um, or Chad, Chad Muska's boombox will be a discless, com- completely discless uh, version, which we knew. I think everybody on the planet yeah. knew that. Yeah. It will be um, HDMI. It'll be HDR. It'll be uh, it'll be up to 120 frames per second. So it's going to be a high performing machine. But here are some of the differences uh, in there. And by the way, it'll be very affordable, which is which is really cool. Uh, the Series X will boast an eight core processor. Um, at 3.8 gigahertz, the series S an eight, uh, an eight core AMD processor CPU with uh 3.6 gigahertz. Um, so that's, you know, just a little bit of difference in power there. Uh, it will be the, a little bit lesser of a GPU. The GPU power will be 12 teraflops for the series X, only four teraflops for the series S uh, system chip will be the same, which is fine. The Ram 16 gigabytes of DDR six for for the X, the S will have 10 gigabytes of DDR6. So that's really for like draw distance, load times, things like that. Performance target. The Xbox Series X will run at 4K 60 up to 120 frames per second. Where the Series S will not hit 4K, it'll still hit 1440. So like if you only you're have good, a, you're close. if you only have a 1080p te- television, it don't matter which one you get visually, you're getting the same yep. performance. Uh, with 60 frames up to 120 frames per second. Storage-wise, the X is, like you said earlier, going to give you a terabyte solid-state drive, where the S will give you 512 gigabytes solid-state drive. That, to me, is not enough. Um, especially- no, no, that's where you, you... I feel like if you get spend the 300, you get this, you have to get an external hard drive. 100%. It, it, that's a must. It's a digital-only console. Like, you can't physically yep. do anything about... Like, there's no disc. So, like... Yeah, in reality, you probably only get like 415. Yeah, know? once the yeah with the UI installed on there, yep. that'll take up some of the space. Now, I would love that if it's actually a 600 gigs solid state and the 80 gigs of the UI is already accounted for, and that's why it's 512. Although I don't think that is the case. No, yeah, I feel like we we always hope that, but it's never that. Um, the the big issue is you know even in a disc console like you know anything you put a disc in, you still have to download the games. So that's it's the space really doesn't matter, but with an all digital edition, I would have thought that the native storage would just would have been more regardless just for the illusion of it being all digital. But regardless, uh, it, it really doesn't matter because either way, external hard drive for either one of them, really. Um, both will have backwards compatibility, Xbox One, Xbox 360, original Xbox, all that good stuff. Uh, the disk drive, again, digital only. And the MSRP is $299, the same price as a Nintendo Switch. That right there is going to be a huge winner uh, for the gamer who, especially in a pandemic, can't go out and spend $500 on either console. No, I agree. Like, the, the price point is perfect. Again, not everyone has 500 taxes, 565 or wherever it depends where you live or whatever. But, again, it, it's, you know, I, I will politely pass. Just Xbox, not my cup of tea. But, hey. If you got it, you pick it up. Both consoles, uh, again, launching November 10th. Pre-orders will be available starting 
922. So if you have interest in the Series X or S, 922 to get your pre-order in. And and what we always say, you know, first gen, always be advised. If you get it, make sure you get that warranty just in case there's something wrong. I could not tell you enough to wait until the second run of consoles. If you, I, I mean, coming from me, I'm on my fourth PS4. So if you want to take have a warranty, I would have been screwed. If you want to take a run at the Series S, go for it. It's a $300 console. It's not going to kill you. Hopefully, it doesn't have to kill you. I don't know your financial situation. That's the one that if you're going to go for it right out of the box, I'd go for that. If you're going to go for an X, I would definitely wait until that second run, like Sam said, to kind of wor- let them work those kinks out. Yep. EA Play will now be included in Game Pass the best value in gaming keeps getting bigger. And, you know, you hear people even on our social media. What about Epic Game Store? What about EA Origin? What about, you know, Ubi, I think it's called Uplay or something like that. None of that holds a candle to Game Pass. It never can. It never will. And it's a, they're all great services, but they just, they just can't win. Nothing can beat 15 bucks a month. And now you get EA games. We're talking about the biggest company in gaming, third party at least. Yeah, now you get to play all their shit early, four days early. You get demos. You get all their old titles, well, most of their old titles. So now you're playing NHL. You're playing Madden. You're playing FIFA early. You're playing Peggle. You're playing The Division, I think. Now, maybe that's Ubi. I can't remember. But you're playing, I think it's Battlefield might be an EA. The Star Wars games. Like, this is a huge deal that this is going to be in Game Pass. And it just strengthens the relationship between Microsoft and EA where Sony doesn't have that. Now they have call of duty in their back pocket. So they have Activision. So guess what? There's your, you know, your one-to-one if they're going to have Activision, damn right. Xbox is going to have EA. So, um, very kind of, uh, toe to toe there. Love seeing it. Love that EA plays included because EA play is, is, I think it's five bucks a month. So it's not going to kill you, but now to be included, with this at no, no additional it, it, cost. It's going to send more people to Microsoft. It's great. You know, it, it's great. Now, finally, we have in hand Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remastered. We got the review and, of course, our impressions. Yeah, this game was announced in May, and it was super cool that it was announced in May and that, like, um, it was coming it out this what, September. One, one release date? Was that? Did it, did it miss one release date? Did it get pushed once or no? No, did zero times. No, it was always September. And it's okay. it's really neat that um, that like it was coming pretty soon. But even though it was announced in May, it does kind of feel like forever ago that this game was announced just because we've been yeah. looking forward to yeah. it so I, I, damn I, I much. That's just 2020. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you're right. It's just like insane. So regardless, we do have the review and we both own it. We both have it. We've both played it. Um, so we'll talk about our impressions in just a minute, but let's get to the review and what IGN had to say about Tony Hawk's remastered one and two Tony Hawk's pro skater one and two is such a tremendous turnaround from 2015's disastrously dismal Tony Hawk <laughs> pro skater five that it's yeah. difficult to believe they share even a shred of DNA. The accessible yet tricky skating is earnest and old school fun. The wonderful looking levels are lovingly designed odes to the past. And the music is like the hearty embrace of old child of an old childhood buddy. It's pretty easy to be cynical about how rapidly selling us our favorite games again, can be a central pillar of Activision's business strategy. But when it's this much fun, I'm finding it impossible to be sour about. It turns out giving back uh, going backwards has been the best step forward Activision has made with Tony Hawk in nearly 15 years. Solid nine. A solid nine is correct. 
I I would agree with overall with with that review. Yeah, I have. I definitely have my gripes with this game. I don't. Yeah, I don't think my, it's a perfect. My, my right, right freaking joystick. I, I need my cameras. <laughs> that's that's my. That's literally probably my biggest complaint. They're just making it. You know. They're just making it like it used to be. There was no right joystick. I, I just, just got to get out of inverted. I, I just got to get it off the check. That's it. Yeah, once you go out of invert, you'll be fine. But uh, we both have it. We both played it. I've beaten it. Um, yeah, you're a savage. I've, you ran through that. I've beaten it. I beat it in like the first day because like it's Tony Hawk games. I know where everything is and I've played them forever. Uh, so yeah, anyways, I have 100% all goals, all golds, all stat points in both 100. I'm sorry, in both Tony Hawk 1 and Tony Hawk 2. I have all of the alien plushies. I have all the Vicarious Visions logos. I've unlocked the alien. Um, I've gotten all the stat points. I've gotten everything from all the hidden levels. I'm about halfway to getting Officer Dick. Um, and I won't get Ripper because I'm not get. I don't have the digital deluxe version. I'm sure he'll go. How do you soon. get Officer Dick again? You have to do a create a skater and finish all of the create a skater specific challenges. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's, it's being played by Jack Black. Yeah. So, um, coming off of skater XL for the last two months, uh, which is a skate, a realistic skateboarding sim. That's very physics based. And like, it's not about a million point combos. It's about landing a kickflip backside lip slide and feeling great about it. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was a lot different. You struggled. It was the, my first couple runs were not pretty. Um, but I, it was like riding a bike, you know, you fall once you get back up, you start playing it again. But before I get into what I thought, what do you think so far? I didn't get as much time as I would have liked. You obviously, you know, are savage and you definitely probably, I, I definitely played this game more than I did because I was a little rusty kind of remembering where the first, I only played the first two boards yet, even though I unlocked the third, I, I forget what even activity is, but I think I still have the hundred thousand score on the first level. Everything else I believe I got. I'm on the second with the school. I think I got the bells and, and the whole pass. And then I literally had to stop and I don't think I've played since. But everything I've got, I, I've loved. Um, of course I'm Bucky Lassick. He's my boy. Gotta get that finger that finger walk, air walk. You know what I mean? But yeah. other than that, I, I'm loving, like you said, the, the music. Like you said, like like they said, an old friend. It, it just brings back so many good memories. I, and I I at the same time, I actually got a sealed copy of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for PS1, like in this came the next day. So it just kind of came full circle for me. And it just so much nostalgia with this game, playing as a kid, skateboarding as a kid. And I, I couldn't recommend this game as much. And Amazon had it for $33. So yep. it was great. Yep, yep, yep. So I, um, I, uh, I actually went into the soundtrack and took out all the new tracks and actually just kept the old ones to make it like yeah. uber nostalgic. Um, so that was always, fu- that was super yeah, fun. Yeah, I, I was hearing some stuff and saying, huh, I don't, this wasn't in the original, but mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll roll with it. Yeah. But you know, then, then the, hit, the hits come on and you're just like, all right. Well, I turned off all the, I turned off all the not hits, right? Like if it's not Power Man 5000, Raging Against the Machine or, or Goldfinger, I don't want to talk about it. So, so the same three songs falling around. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
for a long, long time. And he was my favorite skater out of the bunch, him, Muska and Reynolds. And uh, then I went through it again as a created skater. But the issue that I have with this game and I get why they did it. I get it. I totally do. And in a lot of cases, I'd be thankful, but not this one, because like I can get through these games rather quickly is you you once you beat it and you get all the goals and you go to another skater the shit doesn't start over again like you don't have to beat it with everybody to get all their stat points and everything um it's once you get the goals they're done you'd have to delete your save data to start over and uh, that was a little stinks. disappointing i was actually looking really forward to going through the game as every skater old and new and playing them through 100% and uh, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I was I didn't know that until I did it because I was like, yeah. all right, I'm done with Jeff. Let me go to Muska. And I go on to Muska and it says warehouse 100 percent complete. Now, my stat points weren't there. So all the stat points that I have, you have to build those back up. But now if I want to run through the game and like unlock their video, like that's what I looked forward to as a kid was beating the game with Roly, getting his awesome video, then beating the game with Muska, getting his video. But not now. All you have to do to get these guys videos is to get all the stat points. And I believe like a couple of other challenges. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I wonder if they could throw a patch in. They don't need to, they did it intentionally. And it's because they added so many challenges. There are over, I believe 700 different challenges in this game that you have to get. And each skater has their own set of challenges. So in lieu of beating it 50 times, you actually go through the challenges and you do that in free skate or single session or speed run mode. Cause they did add a speed run mode, which is actually really cool. I'm actually loving that. Um, but I kind of loved the thought of beating it 20 times through. And I get it, man, the players that aren't great or that downhill jam. Cause that's not a great map, uh, frustrated them. I get it. Like they didn't want to have to beat that game 20 times, but I sure as shit did. Um, so there, sorry, semi spoiler alert for you, but I definitely wanted to set those expectations that it's kind of disappointing there. Yeah. Next up, we have the Marvel's Avengers review. Oh, I, I wasn't done. <laughs> oh, you were. Oh, oh, that was just, your, that was, that a, was, just, your that was just a segue to you <laughs> to, oh. to see if you had a drop. I'm cool. I, I'll just add the one thing then the one final piece before I wrap it. It's amazing. You, 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 you played like, oh, I only played two levels. Like I only had my toe in this game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I mean, so I'm, I'm interested to hear what else you got. It's amazing. I don't want to like get that wrong. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. I, 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 I cause I want to hear how much you think, like if you did truly love it. Skating, skating is tight. The, the, they corrected a lot of things from the demo, which is good. The tricks kind of work. Um, they look good. It's a little fast. It flips a little fast and, and stuff. When you do a Nolly 360 flip, it doesn't flip Nolly. It flips like a regular tray flip, which is kind of super weird. Um, so that's well, they even had the, I thought the original game, like some of the tricks were off too, like, like wrong names a little bit, stuff like that. Weren't it, they? It's 2020 though. Like I get that you want to keep the spirit of the originals, but like you got to fix that. And they did a lot of that. Like there were some issues in the demo with tricks and they fixed them. They didn't fix the tray flip. They did fix the 540 flip. The 540 flip in the demo was just a 540 shove it and it didn't flip. It was super <laughs> weird. Um, so like they fixed that. So I got to give them credit because the demo was August 14th and the game was September 4th. So they did a shit ton of work in those last couple weeks to, to get that up and running. So props to, to Vicarious Visions there. Um, I will say though, that while the Tony Hawk two levels are legitimately some of the best in gaming, I think they're, they're amazing. Every single one of them, a lot of the Tony Hawk one levels kind of don't hold up. Um, 
especially downhill jam. I know that's a popular one, but man, are, are you trying to are you trying to beat Tony Hawk one? Well, I didn't even try one yet. I'm still on Gino two. You started with the hanger. You started with two. Oh, dude, I just skipped one completely. Went right to two. To uh, me, was the one I played the most. Yeah, I just wanted to do it all. So I started at the warehouse in one and went all the way through to the end of two with chopper drop and skate heaven. But so, uh, so, so you beat one and two already. Hundred percent. Yeah, all of it. Oh wow. So I, uh, I did that in like a day. Like I, I remember where all the shit is. I play these games still, so it was yeah. just it wasn't hard. But I will say this: the last piece of kind of criticism, but actually good for some players, not good for me was that, you know, they added reverts. They added spine transfers, yeah, they added yeah. a lot of the things from the older games, but what they didn't do was adjust the high scores to match. So a lot of the scores are fucking easy to get to like really, really easy. Like the six score uh, on some of these levels is like 300,000. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> I can just revert and I can wall plant and I can like, like, this is so easy. Like I can do that thing where when you're doing manuals and I hit triangle, you know, triangle square, it goes into a freestyle trick and that's just adding on to my freaking totals. I already got a million point combo. Like it's, it's a little easy from that perspective, but I won't say it's bad. I'll, I'll say for the folks that maybe haven't played in a while, don't really play skateboarding games, don't love skateboarding like in real life and just like the Tony Hawk games. It is a kind of a welcome addition, but I'm kind of right now where I'm at. Maybe it changes. Maybe they do a patch. Maybe they have DLC for three and four. Who knows? But right now, at this very second, I'm I'm at like neck and neck with Skater XL. And yeah, that was going to be my next question for you. I just I, like I love the realistic sim piece of Skater XL. I love feeling like a skateboarder and landing a tray flip is hard and like rewarding. I love that. Tony Hawk, you hit you know down right or down left down left box and it's there. It's just like eh. so. That's, that's so one. funny. You know the combo by heart. Like that. <laughs> that's one. And and then uh, the other one is, I don't know if either one of these games is going to end up on my game of the year list at the end of the year. But, um, you know, I won't. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's amazing. There were just my little gripes with it. That's all. I'm, I'm just glad that you got in, enjoyment out of it. I just didn't expect you to beat it as fast as you did. But I know you know, I should have expected it. <laughs> now. We have the review for Marvel's Avengers. Marvel's Avengers has a fun and endearing superhero campaign, which I've actually heard from a lot of people. But it's tied to a loot-based post-game that's so repetitive and unrewarding that it gave me little reason to want to keep playing. The combat here can definitely be enjoyable, and the superhero flavor throughout is top-notch, but the loot system is an unsatisfying mess, and it's limited to mission variety and is recycled ad nauseum. Not to mention the surprising Ooh. amount of technical rough edges and bugs and glitches throughout. There's a nugget of something cool here, but it's going to take more from uh, from Terrigan Mist to transform it into something that feels worth my time. Wow, a six. Yes. Hmm. I mean, you know, I, I heard I've heard mixed things. I heard people that really enjoyed it. They liked the story. They didn't mind the gameplay. But again, me when the gameplay I looked, it looked repetitive. It didn't look too great. I don't know. Like I'm really glad I I I passed on it. In in so so did I, and so am I, and I'm not going to be going to it. But in its defense, dude, Arkham and Spider Man is repetitive combat too, so, and it's just you know I so I get it. But I'm also a fan of like Streets of Rage and Battletoads and like beat Yeah, like it doesn't make sense. Like I I love all the characters. Like I I love like gameplay, like visuals. But for this one from the beginning, I didn't like the visuals. I was out from the beginning. I it just. 
I did have a good vibe from it. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people say, like, it's really good. Kamala Khan is excellent, blah, blah, blah. But I'm I'm kind of like, if and they're saying the campaign's about 12, 13 hours. And I'm like, that just ain't worth it for me. I don't yeah, care like, about I, I have no interest. I don't care about the the multiplayer. I don't care about the post game. I don't care about the looting. I would play it for the campaign. So if somebody I know has it and lets me borrow it, I'll run through the campaign in a weekend or whatever. But I am in no rush to play this game. Yeah, I watched enough gameplay. I'm good. I'm glad we passed. Next up, we got Nintendo announces Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity coming to the Switch on November 20th. And before we even go anywhere else, we're going to get more info on this game on uh, September 26th, which is actually a Saturday. Um, they were very upfront about that, and that is Tokyo Game Show. Koei Tecmo, uh, Koei Tecmo who is developing this game, um, is going to be at TGS, so that's why we're getting more info. It's not a Nintendo director or anything like that. But this was another shadow drop out of nowhere, this friggin' Hyrule Warriors uh, sequel that's going to be a prequel is just dropping this year. And this is going to be Nintendo's holiday game. It's the one that filled the November slot that we were all waiting for. And now we got it. What I love about this is it's a Hyrule Warriors game, which I really liked the first one. Um, yeah, I, you spoke very highly of it. Yeah, I got the definitive edition on Switch. I did not play the Wii U version, but it's very, very good. It's a sequel to that game, but it's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. It's in Breath of the Wild's art style, which is amazing. Sucked it, all you guys in. <laughs> it to, it has Breath of the Wild characters, and it takes place 100 years before Breath of the Wild, which is the whole point of Breath of the Wild. Link has been asleep for 100 years. So this is going to give you that story of how the champions fell and how Calamity Ganon came you know, came to power and why Link, you know, went into slumber and how that happened for, for a hundred years. So like really, really loving how how they're tying in a breath of the wild prequel, but not making it a breath of the wild, traditional Zelda game. They're making it a dynasty warriors, Hyrule warriors type game. That's a really cool thing to me. Yeah. Which is freaking awesome. Yeah. Dynasty Warriors was great. Yeah. You love the dynasty warriors franchise. So this is kind of right up three, baby, right up your alley from a gameplay perspective. And I, and I do love it. I love the the thought of it. I'm probably going to wait for this one to be on sale or something before I pick it up. Not a $60 title for me. Hyrule warriors wasn't a $60 title for me. I got it on sale. I'll do the same for this one. Um, but I loved Breath of the Wild. It was my game of the year in 2017 over Super Mario Odyssey. It's my second favorite game ever behind Bioshock. So like this is speaking to me. I actually might just watch, you know, Twitch streamers play it just so I can get the story and get myself ready for Breath of the Wild too. But like great announcement. I love Nintendo's strategy of just shadow dropping things because it keeps me on my toes all the time. I've actually turned on Twitter notifications for Nintendo of America um, so far, it hasn't gotten me wrong. I got the Mario Direct right away. I got this right away. I got Pikmin right away. So uh, loving that. Really cool idea. We'll learn more in a couple weeks. Next up, we had the Super Mario 35th Anniversary Direct. And I gave my thoughts a 25 minutes of it uh, at the beginning of the pod last week in episode 201. But you were not available for that. Um, oh so, yeah, it, it dropped after, and we were trying to work out times, but with work schedules, it, it didn't work. And you're like, "All right, I'll go." And I was like, "Would you do 17 or 25?" <laughs> so I, I went almost twice as long as the direct yeah. itself. So I won't, you know, drop in too much here, and we're not going to go announcement yeah, by announcement. Yeah, they, they heard enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so again, like, I think the first time I watched it, I don't know if I was tired or wasn't in the mood. I was like, "Ah," eh. I said to you, "I was like, blah." 
I watched it again today, and I got, I guess, a better enjoyment than my first time around. That's good. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of things were neat. The, the, what was it? The game and watch. I thought that was neat. I mean, something that I, I probably wouldn't buy, but if you wanted to kind of play the game, there it is. I get it's going to be expensive. I thought that was pretty neat. Super Mario 3D Worlds. I know you love that with, with uh, Bowers Fury, so that was cool. The Mario Kart, it just missed for me. I'm surprised. I don't know what it was. Uh, when, yeah, I, I know. Me too, because I love Mario Kart. When you, when that dropped, I knew you weren't watching the direct live with me, but when that dropped, when I was like talking to you and you said, I'm about to watch it, I was going to say, like, oh, just you hold on, because I knew, I knew you were going to love that Mario announcement. And then when the cart one, the live circuit or home circuit. And when you didn't, I was flabbergasted. Yeah. It just missed for me. I, I, I don't know. I thought like a lot of this stuff is maybe for just the younger generation. I don't, not saying nothing. I know that a lot of this is your thing, not against for guys and girls our age, but I don't, I don't know. Like the Super Mario 3D all-stars, like that was a cool collection. Like it, it was great. I mean, I saw a lot of people on Twitter kind of bashing it. I mean, I don't think it deserves to get bashed. I, I thought it was, I thought it was a good direct. I haven't seen should, anybody bash it. Old, old gameplay. At the end, like I thought that was cool. I haven't seen anybody bash it. The only thing I saw was why aren't these fully remastered as opposed to. Well, like, I, I guess I went swimming in the comments and yeah. you, know, you, you see a lot of that. I, I did too. I didn't see a lot of like all I saw from a negative perspective was the, these two things. I saw these these aren't remakes. These are just up or, you know, yeah, whatever. I, I don't know. I, like, I think people were saying like that they expected something like it just wasn't what they were expecting. But you know, how, that's all. It just wasn't a cup of tea. But how the fuck could we as consumers expect Nintendo to fully remake three games and sell them in one package for 60 bucks. We, it was yeah. never going to happen ever. Yeah. Something that Nintendo is not known for. No, no one's known for that. It's fucking impossible. So like Tony Hawk is well, the what, closest what, thing. Three games in one. Well, nah, well, well Tony crazy. Hawk. Come on. We, we got crash. Devil May Cry collections. One, two and three. Come That's, on. But they're not remade. That's just remasters. They weren't remade. That's my point. Okay. We okay, got yeah, we got the Spyro so. trilogy. We got the Crash trilogy, and we got the Tony Hawk remasters. That's really it. Uh, when you talk about fully remade, and Nintendo Final did, Fantasy. and Nintendo did, but that's only one game, and it's not even the full fucking game. So like, Nintendo did it before with All Stars One. That's the problem I think people have with it is for All Stars One back in '93, they took all the NES games and remade them with Super NES graphics. That was fucking insane. It was the first time anything like that's ever happened. They expected that here. For me, I never did because it's only $60. You could sell a remake of Super Mario 64 on its own for $60, and it would sell millions. It's just that simple. So I I kind of got what we expected. There is a downside to this, and I talked about it when I did my little rant, was why the fuck are they only selling these till March 31st? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah they, I was going to say, like, how limited of edition? Like, I know they said it twice. Like, is it really? Like, why? Are you only making X amount? They want to make it a collector's ad- item, and I get that. But there is, n- and if you want to do that for physical, that's fine. To take it away from the digital store is literally just hurting them. There are articles now for, for people that say, if you don't own a Switch, you should still buy this game because by the time you get a Switch, it won't be available anymore. And that right there is going to jack up the price of the assholes online who sell it for three times as much on eBay. It's just or, none of it's or, any good. Or you're going to have people that are going to buy it, send it to WADA, get it graded, seal it, just because it's going to be you know limited edition. Guess what? I did. I bought. Yeah. I pre-ordered two just so I can do that. So there you go. I'm going to keep one, and I'm going to seal it, and I'm going to send it off. I'm going to get it graded at a 10 because I'm never going to touch it. And... uh 
there's that, and then I'll have it in my collection forever. Well, you're never guaranteed a 10, my friend. Well, the problem is, the problem is, it will be, you know, Amazon's already sold out, and uh, they're not taking any more. <laughs> like, it's yeah. going to be insane. I already know my my one pre-order is not going to happen. I already know that. It's probably going to get delayed for a month. I, I, I got it already. So there's a lot to dislike about the way they're handling it. But I'm glad that you came around and are kind of getting on board with with the collection as a whole and the direct as a whole because it's it was a really good direct. It just no, was. no, and I think it was like you said, like what were people like going like like what were they going to expect? Like what, what were you going to like bring out out of this? And for 15 minutes, I think it was, or 16 minutes. Yeah, I I think it was perfect. And if you, uh, you know, if you had high pie in the sky expectations that these are going to be fully remastered for sixty dollars, I'm sorry that you were let down. I really was. But uh, I really am. But I think we're getting it. I've done a bunch of graphics comparisons on Twitter and Instagram side by side of the Switch and the and the N64 version of of, N6, of Super Mario 64. And it just looks good. It just flat out looks yeah. really good. You, you tweeted it, right? I think yep. you tweeted out comparisons. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that you came around. I was my boy. When when my boy uh, said he didn't give a shit, I was like. I, I know you cared for me. I know that you were happy for me, but I wanted my boy to be happy. No, for no, himself. and that's and like I said with Xbox. Like, I always want everyone to do good. I think that day might have just been a long week of work, and you're just tired. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you're just kind of beaten and battered. I might have been a little grumpy. It was a Thursday morning, so I'll give you that. You know, so you know, so again, I watched gave it. I had to give it a fair shake. I always want to, you know, be honest and not just judge it. Yep. But next up, Super Mario 3D All Stars. Already the second highest selling game on Amazon in 2020, and it's not even out. The only game that sold more copies this year so far is Animal Crossing. And that's for any console. That's pl- that's PlayStation. That's PlayStation. That's Xbox. That's Nintendo. And this game isn't even out yet. And it's only been outsold by Animal Crossing. That's how I know I'm not getting my pre-order. That's why I pre-ordered it from Best Buy as well. But like I said a minute ago, it's sold out. You cannot pre-order it anymore on Amazon. It's insane. I, ho- I, ho- I hope you get two, man. I this, really hope you get this it. This game is going to sell boatloads of copies, and they're only going to sell it for five months. I really, really hope they backtrack on that, and they realize the success that they're going to have with this title, and they they take away that limited edition, it's for his birthday bullshit, because you're no, missing no, so out. You guys, you guys will get the first editions, and then they'll release a second edition that'll just be you know mass release N- nintendo selects or some shit man i yeah, really something. i really hope because this game this game can sell 20 million units I, I and they're just shooting themselves in the foot yeah agreed bloomberg reports that nintendo has asked developers to make their games 4k ready this if it wasn't from bloomberg i wouldn't talk about it like that's bloomberg is obviously a huge source yeah. this lends so much credibility to that Switch Pro coming next year. Like, if I don't know what else could make it more real. Like, the the article even said that they're going to raise, that Nintendo is raising Switch production to 30 million units this fiscal year alone just to satisfy demand. They're trying to get this shit out the door. Then in quarter one next year, they're going to release the Switch Pro, maybe a little bit after, maybe quarter two, they'll release the Switch Pro or whatever they're going to call it. But my God, this thing is a money printer. It's over 50-something million units sold now. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit damn near close to a hundred. Like, I cannot. Nintendo is so fucking cash rich right now. No, again, and everyone. Well, most people are still basically stuck at home. I mean, Nintendo Switch was selling like hotcakes. I know it's probably still 
impossible to find out in the wild. You just got to get lucky. The, get, get there, make sure you get the first shit in a day. If not, you're screwed. The regular switch is impossible. The switch light I've seen practically everywhere I've gone hasn't been a lot, but I just bought one of those too. I bought my wife a switch light yeah. for uh, for our anniversary, so now I have two switches. Yeah. No, well, there's a reason behind this, so it actually makes sense. Next up, we had Ubisoft Forward number two. I I loved it. I really did. Um, Ubisoft, the first Ubisoft Forward was just like Watch Dogs Legion and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And oh, by the way, here's a cinematic trailer for Far Cry 6. So it was okay, but it didn't need to be 45 minutes long. This one, no Assassin's Creed at all. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank <God. laughs> it, it gave us more gods, uh, gods and monsters, which is now named Immortals Phoenix Rising. They yeah. brought back a game a decade old that's been in, on the shelf for six years, um, pulled from stores that you can't get anymore. They're bringing that back. So, like, what an awesome presentation. I really loved it. Did you get to watch it? Yeah, I did. Well, Operation Shadow Legacy? No it idea what that is. I watched like something. I don't know if it was if it was on the pre-show or after show. They I don't know if it, they had a bunch of shit on the pre-show. I didn't even I didn't even take dude, any notes on the pre-show. Whatever that was, man. I just loved the art style. I was like, wow, I, I'm gonna have to look into this. I believe it was called Operation Shadow Legacy, and I wrote down like I liked that the most. It was just the art style that they used. Was, I felt like it was like very like anime-like. So just check that out. You know, I thought it looked good. Uh, from the main show, like I said, they started off with Gods and Monsters. That was unveiled at e3 i think 2018 we have not heard anything else since then um it is now named immortals phoenix rising which is the worst name in gaming history yeah i was like i i didn't i wasn't a fan of the name but i i enjoyed what they showed yeah for sure i mean like thank goodness it looks awesome um i'd have loved it if it was just called phoenix rising that'd have been cool uh, I thought it was just called going to be Phoenix. I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll take just Phoenix. Yeah, that, that's fine. Shit, I'd have loved Gods and Monsters. I thought that was a really effective yeah. name regardless. It is Greek mythology. It's a third-person open-world action game set in Greek mythology. They yeah. got a release date of December 3rd. It's coming to PC, Stadia, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, and Nintendo Switch. Holy shit. Wow. It's coming freaking everywhere. It's God coming freaking everywhere. Stadia even is getting a free demo exclusive to Stadia that they built from the ground up for Stadia players. Wow. It's a brand new island that just Stadia players can have access to. And anybody can do it because all you need is a Gmail account to do it. So you can just use your Xbox controller and uh, go ahead and play it on Stadia with a Gmail account. I'm thinking about it. I truly, truly am. Oh, there you go. I, I hope you do just for the pod. This game was God of War meets Breath of the Wild in like a more lighthearted kind yeah, of action agreed. style. Way, way more lighthearted. Fully. <laughs> like it was definitely like a Fortnite-y looking thing, yeah, which I, I don't yeah. love. But it, the the tone and the the gameplay was God of it, War meets it, Breath of the Wild. It looked like a lot of fun, to be honest. It fucking did, man. And, and yeah. a lot of content creators got the game um, that they got to play, I believe, three hours, and you're and they were allowed to post thirty minutes of that. And so a lot of outlets were posting thirty minute previews as soon as this presentation was done. So of course, I had to watch a couple just to like see the gameplay as opposed to trailers. And my goodness yeah. gracious, dude, it it like it looked so good. It looked like Breath of the Wild. Like I can't. I know everybody's saying that, but I can't get it out of my head. You can explore. First of all, you can fully customize the main character however you want, male, female. Cre it's like create a skater, but you're creating a god. It's yeah, yep. it's really cool. Literally, you can explore the entire open world as soon as you start, just like Breath of the Wild. 
Um, like it looked really, really fun. It's got a stamina meter. You got to climb, you got to glide. You got to do all the things you do in Zelda. You tame horses and then you can ride them. My God, this is literally breath of the wild on PS five and, and Xbox series X. And I am so here for it. I was debating the switch version, but I'm probably going to get it on PS4. Uh, that's good to hear. So I, I want them graphics just a little bit better. We talked a couple weeks ago about the Prince of Persia game getting leaked and remastered. Yeah. And uh, that was confirmed. We're getting Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, which is their most popular title in the franchise. That's getting a full remake. It's not a remaster. It is a remake. It's been announced for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So the current gen is coming out January 21st. And then it will eventually come to Stadia and Nintendo Switch at a later date. I think the original was 03, wasn't it? It was a long time ago. I think it was PS2. It was a yeah, long, so, long time ago. It, 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 was, it was a fun game. I think I remember being hard. It was hard. Correctly. Yeah. yeah. The problem is, this game looks like shit. It, it, yeah, this, dude, I, oh, and that's what I was going to say. I was like, I don't hope I don't shit on them. But I was like, I liked it. I just thought the graphics like they looked bad. Like they were just lacking. They looked like, real was, bad. The detail wasn't there. No, it was very, very blocky. It was very PS three ish almost. I, almost too. It was bad. So like, I'll give Ubisoft a little bit of credit because this is their first ever remake. They've never done a re- now. They've remastered, but they've never fully remade a game from the ground up. It looked tight. It looked fun to play. The mechanics were there. The combat was there. Yeah. But man, it looked so bad. Yeah, like yeah, when there were close-ups with him, I was like, ooh. I was like, my man ain't looking good. No, it was real bad. So there was that. Excited that it's coming to Stadia and Switch at a later date. But uh, I'm going to pass on this one. Yeah, I, 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 I will politely pass. Hyperscape, they did a uh, hype-up package of people on Twitch. It's a free-to-play game. But they just announced a turbo mode. It's a limited time. It's, you get yeah. max level loot and stuff. Not for me. If you like free-to-play first-person shooters, go for it. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. They announced a World Cup for Rainbow Six Siege, the first eSport for Ubisoft. It'll come 2021. More than 45 countries will participate. I mean, hey, that's cool. You're getting the reach of around the world to do something like that. That's cool. But, you know, we just don't play them games. My favorite announcement of the entire presentation. I hope it's this. Please, I have it written down and highlighted. Please be it. Scott Pilgrim is back. Oh, it's not... Scott Pilgrim is back. The 10 year anniversary of this amazing beat em up is coming back as a yeah. complete edition with all the DLC this holiday to PS4, Xbox One, Stadia, PC, and the Nintendo Switch. Oh, before we dive in, I believe this is for the Super Mario, was the shoes. Oh, I, the I Puma, believe it was this. I, I, I meant to put that in. I, I matched them up, but yeah, I thought the shoes that they showed, I thought they looked cool. Yeah. But again, Scott Pilgrim, it, it looked awesome. The complete edition. I, I agree. This is probably my number one or two favorite things. It uh, So this game was, it came out in 2010 for PS3 and Xbox 360. And yep. mysteriously, it was pulled from those shops in 2014 and never said why. Never spoken of again. Um, people have been demanding this game hit the store. Wasn't, again. It, wasn't someone sued or something? I, I don't know. I'm assuming it's yeah. musical rights. I, I just don't know. But people have been asking for this game for years and years, six years to be exact. And we got it today. Now they got you got this before Mother Three. It was a little. Wow. It was a little disappointing because the uh, the director of the movie and the creator of the comic series both put on Twitter, uh, "Watch out this afternoon for a cool announcement." Wink, wink. So that kind of sucked because they kind of like let us know it was happening. But 
Who fucking cares? Because this is one of the best beat em ups. And I mean this. I'm not just being facetious. This is one of yeah, the best beat em ups ever made. Ever made. It, it, it's definitely a blast to play. I, I probably haven't played. I, I think I, I don't think I, did I play with you? Uh, back up, like maybe at my house on the 360 for a little bit, but never like we never sat down and beat it. Yeah, you know, never like the whole thing, but I, I think I don't remember like beating the game, but I remember playing it. It's so fucking good, dude. The art style looks great. It looks like a Super Nintendo game. Oh my god, it, I cannot wait. He said day one. Bye. Take my money. I'm hoping 19.99. I would not be surprised if it's 24.99. Yeah, I was gonna say that. And, and what systems? Uh, PS4, Xbox One, Stadia, nice. PC, and the Nintendo Switch. We got another deep look into Watch Dogs Legion, a game that continues to impress. Um, maybe not a title that I'm going to pick up, but I do have to give it a lot of credit. It looks like the best in the series. They showed more types. Easy, easily. For sure, yeah. Yes. They showed more types of people you can recruit. Um, it's coming October 29th to current gen, but they did show something today that's brand new. Super excited on this. Aiden Pierce will be coming back as a fully playable character post launch and getting his own DLC story. He is the protagonist from watchdogs one. Ah, so that's cool. That they're bringing him in this. I mean, again, that'll bring some people back to the series. The, the game looked fun. Looked cool. Just a game that I know that we ain't, we ain't buying for sure. But like, I'm definitely gonna be we watching. We can appreciate it. I'm gonna be, sure. I'm gonna be watching people on Twitch play this. Cause I could see that it could be a lot of fun. I think the, you can recruit anyone mechanic is probably a little oversold. It's probably not as cool as they're hyping it up to be, but at the same time, I don't care. I want to watch somebody as a granny, uh, hack into, so fucking into a bank. Like that'd be cool. And then their big last thing. I was expecting something awesome. This didn't hit for me, but we did get something big. We'll call it riders. Republic has been announced. Uh, it's a mass multiplayer online game where you enjoy extreme sports online together with friends. It got a trailer with some gameplay. It'll be out um, February 25th for current and next gen consoles. I was expecting a little bit more than a steep slash trials mix, but like, okay, if you like extreme sports like Tony Hawk. I, 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 I mean, honestly, I like this probably more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these jumps, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My anxiety was like, whoa. I feel like the pit of my stomach when it's going down these damn freaking hills doing these crazy ass jumps, you know, coming out in February 2021. I don't know. This is something that I I feel like we I want to keep an eye on. I liked when they switched to first person because I got a little queasy. Yeah. Got a little queasy. I like the that. That's what I'm saying. My stomach. I was like, oh, 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 oh. but like, I just wish EA would remake SSX. Like that's. Oh wow. <laughs> you know, I'd rather just play that uh, or 1080 snowboarding. Like, give me Nintendo oh, all man. day. So. Like I get Don't it. Pick up that game. I love extreme <laughs> sports as much as the next guy. I really do. I was, you know, extreme sports, you know, they go way back with us. So like I'm psyched on that, but yeah, there are better titles for this for me and, and I'm going to stay away from this one. But overall, I thought this was a perfect presentation for them. It wasn't banger, 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 but it was enough information on the games we needed to know about. Yeah, and I they, thought it was they, really effective. They got the job done and probably even, maybe even went just above the line just to, kind of prove like you step out of among the rest like you said this was ubisoft best what direct in a few years i would say at least in three or four years maybe an e3 one a few years ago i can think of that was that was as hype but man like they didn't talk about just dance they did that in the pre-show they didn't talk about assassin's creed like it gave me games i cared about and that's all i was looking for Speaking of Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Valhalla to release on November 10th as a Series X 
slash S launch title. That does not mean it's an exclusive. It's just, it's coming to PS5 and 4. It's just launching on the same day as the Series X and S, which is, it makes sense. Xbox needs big games for the launch day. You're telling me they don't have Halo? They gotta have at least Assassin's Creed. They do, and and I just think this game's gonna blow. I just really, really do. I have a bad feeling about this one. It looked so bad when they finally unveiled gameplay. Um, I'm not confident in this one either. I think it's it's not ready, but okay, you need something. We're getting it anyway. You need something to you need that that green box to get when you buy your console to bring home. I get it. I would just go Game Pass, but who what what the hell do I know? Um, <laughs> if you're an Assassin's Creed fan and you like Vikings, here you go. You got a release date, November 10th. It's two months. That's all you got to wait. Two months. CD Projekt Red announces The Witcher Three will come to PS5 and Xbox SX. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, wow. If, and guess what? It's going to be free. It's going to be a free upgrade. If you, if you already have the game, if wow. you already own the game on, on PS4 or Xbox one, you can upgrade to the series X or S or the PS5 version for free. That's just CD project red showing their nuts. That, that's a hookup right there. I mean, who, who's doing that in the business right now? So, like, you got Activision last week who said they're going to charge you a, a full $70 again to buy Call of Duty for the next version. Meanwhile, CD Projekt Red, who has Cyberpunk coming out in two months, uh, and their next Night City Wire is going to be next week, you got them saying, you know what, F it, it's going to be free. That's just a win, man. That's just a win. Yeah, 100%. A Crash Bandicoot 4 demo is going to be available September 16th. For those that digitally pre-ordered. Now, I physically pre-ordered through Amazon, Same. so I won't Same get here. access. Yeah, but um, I'm kind of glad. Like, I didn't get the Tony Hawk demo because I did a physical. Yep. Same here, dude. I, yo, I waited this long. What's what's, what's a couple more what's weeks? What's two Come more on. weeks, man? What's two more weeks? And nothing. And I'm I'm. Where am I going? Where am I going? <laughs> I'm I'm hyped to play it, but like when then I turn on the full vo- version, I got to play the demo again. Like I, yeah. I'm just I'm. I'm okay to wait two weeks. I have enough shit to hold me over, you know? So, but it's cool. If you want to play Crash 4, it's about time early. Digitally pre-ordered on the PlayStation Store, and you can go ahead and do that. That's neat. Hell yeah. Madden 24 adds Colin Kaepernick to the game's free agent pool. And also Madden 21. Uh, That's good to hear. (laughs) I feel like he he deserves that. Yeah. uh, So, you said Madden 24. (laughs) Did I? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Holy crap, 21, excuse me. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if they waited three more years to add him to the game the way it's been going with that bullshit. But uh, I think Colin Kaepernick should be in the NFL, but that's just me. Uh, Madden 21 will add him as the game's free agent. It's so funny. like So you can sign him to your franchise team or whatever. But it's so funny. That, uh, Twitter wins again. They listed all the quarterbacks in the game that had a lower rating than Colin Kaepernick. And they were like, huh, I guess to get a better Madden rating, all you have to do is sit out for five years. Was, oh damn! It was actually pretty funny. Now, thank God Carson Wentz was not on that list. Oh come on, man! No more Heroes Three delayed indefinitely. If you were looking forward to this title from Nintendo and you were looking forward to playing it this year, as a lot of people thought they could be, um, you're not. And what they said was, some people are saying it's been delayed to 2021, and I would imagine this is a 2021 game still. But they said, maybe we're going to be shooting for a 2021 release. That is not at all saying that it's no, a 2021. Dude, w- once you say that indefinitely word, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. I did. Oh, you, all, okay. All, all they said okay. was, okay, we are going to try to make this a 2021 game. That to me says it's okay. indefinite. Okay. It's 100% indefinite. 
So no, I, I agree. I, I just thought they said the word. I, I no, we have that, no that, fucking that. idea when this game's coming. Simple as that. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Sam, I'm going to take back over for TV and I'm going to let you go here. We're an hour and 15 minutes in. We told you strap in. It's going to be a doozy of a doozy tonight. The boys season two dropped. This is where our top three is going to lie. So if you don't want spoilers, fast forward to when we start talking about the walking dead or keep fast forwarding. Cause that show blows. Yes. Skip that shit. <laughs> I canceled. Uh, what do you think so far of the boys season two? It's, it's, it's one of the best shows on TV. If guys, this, everyone right now should have Amazon prime. Go on Amazon prime. Go watch the boys. It is one of the wildest, craziest, funniest shows on TV right now. I absolutely love the first three episodes. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm biting at the bit for tomorrow's episode. Dude, can you believe all the backlash and shit that is getting from these whiny little bitch babies that are like, oh, they didn't release the whole thing. We got to wait a week. Dude, go fuck yourself. Seriously. And I mean this in all sincerity. You bitch. Like, if you're going to go complain, oh, they're review bombing it. They're giving it shit scores on Rock. I I did. I did see that. Like, you really are you bombing one of the best shows on TV? Come on. Because you're a little wussy and you can't wait a week to watch your show? Dude, there is so much to watch, play, do even with home. There's so many systems. Boy, you got a deck of cards. Go work out. You you can't tell me you can't watch. But they give you the first three. You're already spoiled right there. Then you one a week every Friday. Boom. Come on, guys. That's just freaking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Hulu has done this for a long time. DC Universe has done it since the day it's, it came out. Like... Get used to it. It's the best way to capitalize. It is the best way to capitalize. You're not throwing it all out there for people to get spoilers day one. Everybody's watching it together. It's the same thing we've had the past 50 years since television started. Shit is once a week. That's just how it's been forever. And now that's just happening on a streaming platform. This show is so incredibly good. And guess what? Season two started off just as bonkers as season one finished. Oh, my God. It's, like, all, it's so all, good. Already, this show is in my top three. I'm, I'm, it's not moving. It's The voice is going to be in my top three at the end of the year. 100%. It's so good. Now, in lieu of us going episode by episode by episode kind of talking about we're just going to give our top three now and that's kind of just going to bring all the episodes together um and and we'll go through our top three what it's going to be is our top three moments so far from season two full of spoilers again skip this if you don't want spoilers for season two of the boys you start and i i feel like my list can rotate there were so many banana scenes in, in these three episodes Number three, I'm just gonna have to go with the the Daredevil parody scene <laughs> where they have a you know a, oh my god a, the hero talking superhero and, oh my uh, god you know his agent brings him up and Homelander's looking like interesting okay well what about if this happens and then he smacks him in both ears and he drops and blood just explodes I was like oh my god Bro. Homelander Tony Stark is is perfect for this role as Homelander. When, oh my God. When I was doing my list, I forgot about that scene. Just so did I, I, I had to add it. I was, I don't think I, my list one, two, three, it doesn't even matter. It, everything here is, it, it was just bananas. And that scene just came at it. Like, he played it so cool, interested, and then flipped that switch. And, oh, now I, love the boys. I would not change. Like it, I would not change my top three. So even if I remember that scene, it wouldn't beat out. Any of the three I have here, but that is a contender, man. That was so good. Um, yeah. It just shows how much power Homelander has over Vought. 
conceivably. Like I think I think Vought thinks they have all the power, and Homelander thinks he has all the power. Meanwhile, oh, Storm. Meanwhile, Stormfront's coming in like a badass, um, and she's looking to grab some power. So, uh, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But my number three is when Ryan. Uh, Homelander's son pushes him down and his eyes go and he activates his powers. You've never seen Homelander get pushed down. You've never seen him. He's like Yokozuna. He's never left his feet. But now he kind of shows that he is not immortal, the you know most powerful but, being in the well, universe. But, but, but he did get a train through on him. He kind of, you know, but I hear you really saying. But no, I, but, I, now I hear, he, but now he has a, somebody who can rival him and it's his own blood that will come into play. If Homelander has to potentially make a, a tough decision, it's going to be like, whoa, this is my son. Because you saw he kind of does want to be a dad now where he wanted nothing to do with it. No, it's kind of I, I felt like to, I felt like to me, it just showed like he can pass down powers from his child. Like it's possible to me. That's I felt like that showed, you know, like again, like he, he did appear to be like, oh, my, you know. I, I, I want to be your father. Kind of opens up a little bit. I, I hear you. But like he, he wasn't friend at all. He just looked at him like my son, like so proud that they banned there was his power. When when he pushed him on the off the roof, that shit was hilarious. But like, I yeah. get it, man, because Vought they they make their superheroes. They are not born. They don't have special you know innate abilities. They're given them with Compound V, and this yeah. just shows, like you just said, that through procreation, superhero genes it can like it can run in your genes man that is a scary thought if i'm homelander i i might have a call service on speed dial i might try to i mean right there once once happened i was like holy crap they get past the gene now it's not just it's crazy and made serum and when and when uh becca tries to you know when she's driving and then you realize that she's in a compound that all this bullshit is fake and vaught put it all there man how shocking was that i didn't see that coming at all no when you're like maybe he'll get bored <laughs> i was like oh my god it was so crazy what's your number so two crazy my number two i could this is this list is tough but this scene i love the deep i i oh I, I did from season one i think his name's chance crawford plays him but when he drinks the tea and he's tripping balls and his gills start talking <laughs> it's voiced by pat oswald yep Oh my god! I thought that was hysterical. I absolutely loved it. Um, because his gills freaked me out so much, I couldn't put it on my list. But uh, it was so oh it was god. so funny. You see him, like, his like, the look on that, his like, face when you yeah, when he, like, it was so the good. Horror, Greg. Like, like, like <laughs> you're disgusted. Imagine him like you see him like oh looks gross. Imagine him kind of being self conscious like you almost you just feel bad for the guy. It's like how crazy of it. Like, I don't know. I just love the deep. And now, so the deep storyline in this season so far has been the point of contention for fans. Um, you know, it's a love or hate thing. Like you said, um, a lot of people are hating on his storyline. Like, where's it going with him? He's just kind of wasting time. They were building back up to my number one, which we'll get to of he's wants to get back into the seven and this, oh and this cult, wants him in the seven so they can infiltrate Vought and have their presence in the seven. So I think while yes, some of his scenes can be a little slow and it's definitely separate from a lot of the storylines, it will come together. I think that the deep stuff is going to pay off big time. If not in this season, if not in this season, definitely in season three. Yeah. Just stick with it. He's he's up to something. My number two is Stormfront showing how evil she can be with that whole Kenji. With the whole Kenji scene, there was a soup, oh, yeah. soup terrorist. Everybody's out to get him. Turns out it's Kimiko's brother. That was crazy enough. 
when you finally had that unveiling, which was awesome. But then Stormfront yep. comes in, chases him. When she killed that dad, just sitting there shocked, and just killed a civilian for the fuck of it, I was like, oh, no. Now and, and, and she's supposed to be just as bad as Homeland. And now that, that does create a very, 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 very interesting dynamic at the top of the, the power chain for the seven. So more mm-hmm. internal struggle, civil war type stuff. Love that. Um, and I also loved that she showed no mercy to Kenji, broke his hands off, which was foreshadowing. When so vicious, yep, so viciously. There was foreshadowed when he when Kenji was speaking to Kimiko on the street, saying that he broke his hands for her or whatever. Yep. Um. So that was good, and then snapped his neck like Liu Kang's little brother in the Mortal Kombat movie. I and while she's watching, no doubt, dude, she is a fucker. She is a fucker. Yeah. It. It. That was. I took that off for the Daredevil scene, just because of how vicious that whole scene was and how mother you said she didn't give an F people just sitting there. They're doing nothing. Nope. They paid the price. I can't, man. And you know why they did it? I get it. And, and so as vicious as it was, man, like she's here to stay. And I really like Aya cash in this role. I really do. Yeah, now, she, she, she's good. I will say I did not like her character at all up until that scene. So that was like a redemption for me as a fan of her scene, because I thought all of her comedy fell flat. She's trying to be the comedic relief of the seven. I'm not buying it. She's using the power of social media. That's fine. I did not buy her comedy. I thought it was very bad. So now to know that she's not, ju- not just comic relief and that she's going to be a badass. Now I'm, I'm getting into the Stormfront character. Yeah. Hell yeah. Next up would probably be the, I would say the most vicious scene. I think was Black Noir when he ripped that dude's face off. Oh, my God. And gave it to his, it, or and showed it to his kid and gave, oh, my goodness. So that was actually. No, no, no. Well, not even that. He, he other guy, not him. He literally puts his like hands in his mouth. And oh, and, his and rips his jaw like. Um, like, hey, that's a completely different scene. And that was just yeah. so vicious. And they showed you. I was like, and then you know, there's another single Black Noir where, like, news gets out and you kind of see Black Noir, like, looking at his phone. Kind of, It looks like he's weeping to himself. And it was like little touches like that. I feel like Black Noir is going to have a, a a better story arc or Plus, more involved than he was in season one. Plus the music choice that went along with that scene was great. Very effective. That oh, was yeah. like a bear, the bear trap in Saw. That was like Godzilla ripping the what's his face's thing open and shitting down its mouth with the laser. Like that was vicious as all get out. I thought you were talking about the beheading, but you're right. That was actually even more gruesome. Um, yeah. I think my number one is probably even more gruesome than yours. And I even texted you about it. That fucking whale scene, bro. See, the whale would have been on there if it wasn't in the the preview. Like I knew it was coming, so I already knew what to expect from that. So everything with me was was something I didn't know that was happening. Like the whale we knew it was gonna be bananas. I don't know. I just left that one off. So I purposely, if you remember, I didn't watch any of the trailers or Yeah. Any of yeah. the the three minute video that nothing. So I went into this completely blind. I wanted to on purpose, and so this was a complete surprise to me. I had no idea the whale scene was happening. Yeah. Uh, and then Huey, a bloody mess, sitting inside the whale's carcass, and then Mother's milk comes in, and they're having a fucking dialogue scene inside of a whale. Um, yeah. The only problem I had with that scene is so the deep is on the beach with the whale when they're coming in with the boat, and then oh, the I boat. Love the deep. And the boat crashes into the whale and everybody f- goes flying into its stomach or whatever. And, yeah. and then it kills like, you know, just, just impales the whale. 
The deep gets knocked off. Dude, he's down and out for like 10 minutes or more. Like what the, it was a, you didn't get, well, he, he didn't get hit. He didn't get hit with the con- boat. They kind of just wrote him. Concussions are real. He flew off the well from the impact and smoked his head. He was knocked on. They didn't I, show I, it. I found it believable. They didn't show it. But, I just, I but, was like, why the is best- the deep not in the scene? Like he should be up fighting. So I thought that was a little weird, but at the end of the day, it was just no. a great reminder of the type of show we're working with here. When Homelander came around, when the rest of the seven got there, they was talking to the deep, and he was like, "Well, where'd they go?" They go to the tunnels. He goes, "I don't know. I was too, I was too worried about Lucy." And he's like, "Oh, for the love of God, dude! I was dying." And I absolutely, like, again, it's it's a great scene. I just, I saw it in the trailer. And when he tells him to fix his suit because his gills showing and it's gross, like, like again, it all brings it back. And I was like, "This show, I, I, I absolutely, I, we cannot recommend the boys enough. Like it's that a, alone is the pick of the week. It's a bonkers, bonkers, bonkers show." It's good for everybody. My wife loves it too. And, and she's, you know, she's into the superhero stuff, but not fully. So it's just, it's a wonderful show. Amazon prime included in your membership. If you haven't watched it yet, what are you doing? You got to check it out. All right. So with that, with the good comes the bad, but the good is in the bad. The bad is we're talking about the walking dead. The good is motherfuckers canceled. The walking dead has been canceled. It will have a 24-episode season 11 that, that will be its final season. So we're getting 25 more episodes in total because they haven't done the season 10 finale yet. That's coming in October. So we have 25 more episodes before we never have to deal with this shit again. Now, we do have Fear. We do have the other one that's, I think, in April coming. And then we also have announced a Daryl and Carol spinoff coming in 2023. I mean, we all know this show should have been canceled five years ago. Um, they are milking this cow for every drop it, 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 they can get out of it. 25 more episodes. That, that, that's a lot. I mean, Jesus Christ. But I, guess I, what? I, it's I, only three more years. In three years or two years. It's done in 2022. Yeah, so, 2022. So you, in two more years, you just don't have to watch anymore because I know you're still going to. You're going to watch these last 25 episodes. I, I Again, I'm in too deep. I, I, I've been in. I'm, I'm going to fight battle my way through each and every episode and I will kind of end it. I, as soon as the credits roll, I'm done. Daryl and Carol, I will not be watching that spinoff that's coming in 2023. I don't give a baker's fuck about it. I'm done. They, they are, they are lucky that I'm, I'm, I'm with this. I, I am crazy to, to continue watching the show. It, it, it's maddening, but I don't know if I'm a masochist or if I, I'm just glad it's coming to an end. I'll just leave it at that. If they don't name this spinoff Daryl and Carol, then they have a big problem. They have missed. I would even love it if it's Daryl and Carol kills a walker. Like that would okay, be no, no, number one. I don't. I don't. So what are you guys telling us? Like, so they automatically survive the. That's a problem. Is now you don't like, even. Why have to... you don't wait? Why not wait until after the show is is done to do this shit? Because they don't want backlash of people saying you're going to cancel it. Because there are still millions of people that watch it. So it's it's basically here's the bad news, but we're going to soften that blow with some good news. But to your point, it takes away all worry that I have about those two characters making it or not. Now they, they could set it as a prequel. They could set it as during the show. So go back into that universe during the entire you, run. You can't go back after 13 years. They, they, they could do, they could do the show. Listen, they could do the first season is 
plot A is Daryl, plot B is Carol, and it's their lives before this whole thing. You can have Merle back in it with uh, Rooker. You can have Carol's husband. Cool. There's no way. You're, you're not wrong. No you're way. not wrong, but El Camino just did it. So, like, you know, and... Uh, and, but, hey, and we could tell. Yes, we, yes we could, but did we care? Like a little bit, a little bit. It, we it cared. Nodded, it nodded me. I ain't going to lie. It did. It did. It did. It did. Yeah, Todd looked like shit, but uh, <laughs> he looked like he'd seen better days. But, <laughs> but at the same time, my friend, there is money to still be made with those two characters. They're the most popular since Rick is gone. I don't care one bit. What I would love is a Daryl and Carol sitcom with zombies. Let's do a comedy. Let's make this shit. Let's make this shit a comedy, dude. I want. I want it. I'm not gonna get it. They're gonna do more dumb shit. Daryl, what's his name? Norman Reedus continues to just look 75 years older than he actually is. Yo, he's looked the same since he when he was in Blade Two. When he was Scud, Boondock Saints. The first Boondock Saints, man. So one and two. Yeah. All Saints Day is that was I think that yep. one. But yep. anyway, um, so I'm happy that The Walking Dead's finally gonna get put out of its misery, but there's three spin-offs, so like it's God, not God, really like, going anywhere. Put this out to the pasture already. Come on. Family Guy finds its new mayor. And I don't know. I, I am I am perfectly okay with this. I don't, I don't, it was a Sam Elliott is his name. Yeah, oh my God. He said, I, I forgot who it was. No, Sam I didn't put Elliott. it in the notes. Cause I figured you were going to take that part. I, I don't um, care about this story at all. It's not for me. Okay. Yeah. You, you gave up on family guy. I, I just wait for it to come out on DVD and then I just binge it. I don't know. I'm still a fan. It may not be as funny as the originals, but sometimes they surprise you. But Sam Elliott, great actor known for his voice, he's been a gazillion commercials. Is movies. he the dude? Is he the dude who was in big Lebowski and yep, the, yep, and, and the ranch? He's, 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 yep. He's the man. Okay. Then I like him. I do. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like to me, like, okay, I think he, like, if you're going to do a new mayor, Sam Elliott, great choice. Like yeah. I, I, I'm okay. What I, what Plus, I love Adam West. Yeah. What I love that they're doing is they're not finding an Adam West replacement. Who's going to sound yes. like Adam West. I do honestly think that that's the best way they could go and, and i was gonna say and i'm pretty sure sam Elliott kind of did voice before on family guy so it's kind yes. of cool he's coming back he actually has like i think they they already kind of drew a character that looked just like him too um so. I, know, I, I thought they literally were like this is sam Elliott. i wouldn't be surprised his voice. i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> yeah this is a weird one sam this is our last story in tv a robocop prequel series is in development but uh it does not feature robocop yeah i i, I was like um automatically out. How the hell can you have a TV series? Robocop? No, no, no. Sorry. Out. <laughs> I like, even, literally, you don't, you don't even get a shot. I don't even know if I even want to go further. <laughs> like I got nothing else to say about this. It's just not for well, me. Like, come on guys. Like how the fuck are you? Ever... But don't, don't call Robocop prequel. Sorry. He's not no Robocop. No, call something else. Call it the time before he was Robocop. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you could, what if they said like, uh, once you say RoboCop is <laughs> not in it, out. Yeah, hundred percent out. Like, I can't even think of a redeeming quality. <laughs> I'm no, trying. There's nothing. That's it. That that's it. Go, go watch the originals or the, the remake. Eh, it was I. All right, Sam. Let's get into the movie section. We got the review for Mulan, which, by the way, has been announced that in December it will be free for Disney Plus. So the thirty dollar premium shit is going away. So I'm just gonna patiently wait for a couple months. And then I'll You'll watch be both, it. brother. Uh, but here's the review. With sweeping scale, spectacular action, and a dynamic lead, Disney's live-action Mulan updates the original in surprising 
mostly effective ways while still maintaining the spirit of its predecessor, making it the most confident Disney remake yet. Wow. How about them apples? I mean, I I still want to say nine. Eight. Hmm. Okay. I mean, God forbid. I I, want to see the trailer. I'm on record saying I, I thought it looked pretty damn good. I will wait till December. I'm not paying 30 bucks to see it. I'll wait patiently and, and we'll go from there. I, I listen, I was not a Mulan fan because I had only seen it. Once. And either, either was I, but for whatever reason, this live action looked great. Well, since Helena had requested Jan, Jan, which is Mulan, uh, uh, I, I've watched it about 10 times now and it's really good. It's just really, really good. So I am nice. excited that, uh, that, you know, I'm going to watch this the day it comes out on Disney plus. So that's cool for me. Of course. Uh, here is the review for Enola Holmes, which stars, I believe, Henry Cavill and Millie Bobby, and Millie Brown. Bobby Brown. Yeah. Yep. So this is I I don't know if it's his daughter or niece or something, but it's uh, yeah, I think it was niece. Someone in the Holmes family. Aiming to give a family-friendly but feminist twist to the mythos of Sherlock Holmes, Enola Holmes offers a teen heroine who complains about corsets and solves puzzles as well as any genius man. Led by Millie Bobby Brown, it's an earnestly spirited endeavor that offers a rollicking pace, colorful costumes, jaunty montages, and sparking stunts. For kids, it'll probably be a welcome bit of thrilling fun. For parents, it can be a worry-free diversion. Still, it's a shame the filmmakers didn't strive for something richer or more challenging. In the end, Enola Holmes' lack of depth suggests that they are think uh, that they think their audience isn't clever enough to crave more. Interesting. Seven five six. Now, Ooh. exactly, and I think that that's a little mistelling. Don't judge the movie for what it's not. Judge the movie yeah. for what it is. So they're saying that it could have taken more risks, and they're disappointed that it didn't. To me, tell me about the risks they did take. Or what the, what's in there. So I think that this six is probably a little misguided. It's probably more like a seven. But at the end of the day, numerical reviews are bullshit. Who cares? Yeah, and I like Millie Bobby Brown. I like Henry, so I'm sure it's actually pretty good. And it's coming to Netflix, so you can watch it. And if you don't like it, turn it off. Simple. Mm. Very, very simple. All right, dude. Uh, I did not watch this trailer, but you did. What would you think? The new Bond trailer for No Time to Die. Oh, my God. <sighs> I think as the last Bond movie for Daniel Craig to do, I, I think it's right here. Remy Malik looks great as the villain. Um, Christoph Waltz is coming back as the other villain from, I forget the last, the last one he was in. Um, is it Casino Royale? No, no, that's just the very first one, but um, he wasn't in that one. But again, like I, I really like him as Bond. I think this has all the action, you know, all the, there, there's always comedy in here. And it's probably going to be, what, two and a half to three hour movie. I'd imagine at least two and a half hours. I'm not sure if I look at the time, but I'm pretty sure that it was, it has to be that long because I think every other Bond film he was in was like two, two and a half hours. So I can't wait to see it again. I know hopefully it's November. If that still sticks, I mean, I I would risk going to the movies to see this because I I think this is one you want to see on the big screen. I would, I would agree with that. Um, if like you're going to wait to go to the movies, this is probably one that that should be in the conversation. So that's good. This is not a movie for me. I tried Casino Royale and boy, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know why. Maybe it was. Yeah, that's such a shame. Maybe it was just the mood thing. Like you said with the Mario direct, it's just maybe I was in a bad spot. And I'll, I'll like yeah, it. It, it, it. And literally, like I feel like that's so true because I, I completely like turned around on that Mario direct so yeah. you never know maybe go back to it give it a little time borat 2 is reportedly already filmed 
edited and has been screened with test audiences because apparently this is they're trying to drop this before the election to kind of inform young voters. Oh, well, yeah, because I remember seeing reports that people were kind of seeing him in, in costume on the streets or whatever. Borat, the first one was absolutely wild. God knows what he came up with, with too. I loved the first Borat the first two or three times. It's I haven't watched it in a while, so I'm sure it'll probably. I only watched it out. once, and I was like, it was funny, crazy. Yeah. I like I like Sasha Baron Cohen. I like the Borat character. So this is a movie yeah. I'd I'd like to see. I like this shit. My only problem is, much like, uh, who the frick am I thinking of? The uh, Impractical Jokers. Like, who doesn't know who this guy is? So yeah, like, I, I agree. That's I agree. the problem is like you go out to do these real things. You got to go to like the middle of the country where like no one's seen your goddamn movie. So yeah, you got to be traveling in a very small circle. You like. Uh, you're just known. Come on. Even yeah. Ali G. Come on. Maybe older people who, you know, aren't Borat fans. So like, and it's, if it's going to be geared, it has to be. if it's going to be geared towards an election, I'm sure you can find some old, you know, political yeah, folks to true, fuck true. with. So we'll see. I just have a big problem believing anything's real nowadays with the, with reality TV. So who knows? But uh, in our last story for movies, before we go into a couple in music, Nev Campbell will be returning for the scream reboot. Normally, not news, but it's Nev Campbell. She is a major player in the Scream franchise. Yeah, I, I was shocked. I was like, man, I, I didn't for, some, for whatever reason. I thought she wouldn't come back for this. Like, you know, maybe she was like, I'm good. I did that years ago. I'm done. But it's good to see she's coming back for it. It is. I'm really happy because Nev Campbell, Nev Campbell, kind of carried that first one. Oh my God, she did. So, well, yeah, her, her, I did like Matthew Lillard also. But yeah, both of them. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I would say Drew Barrymore, but you know. True. For the first five minutes. Uh, yeah, so, so at, I'm happy. At her, at her request, by the way, I don't know if you watch her on Hot Ones, that she requested to die. Like, re- requested to be the character that dies. That's really cool. Yeah. All right, dude, let's go into music. One good, one bad. Uh, the good. Uh, we'll start I with the good. I thought one really good, one horrible. But yeah. That's agreed. same, same. But, you know, let's go into it with the, with the really good. Uh, Bearings, one of our favorite new bands. We saw them in March. We interviewed them backstage. It's a bonus episode available in your feed right now. They announced their new record, Hello, It's You. It's dropping this year, November 20th, and they have a new single out right now called Sway. And I believe they teased when we talked to them that they were working on that or, or it's finished, you know, working on it. And I thought the first hit got me already. This is going to be a day one buy for me. Can't wait. So on Spotify, they actually lumped this in with uh, So Damn Wrong and oh, what's the other one that you like? Uh, feel oh, it. I feel it all. Yeah, I feel it all. That's actually lumped in. It's not its own single. It's put with those three, which makes me think those other two songs are going to appear on the new record. Um, but Sway is phenomenal. I love how yeah, a, a, I, agree. I love how a Canadian band from Ottawa sings about California, just like every other pop punk band. Love that. But that's OK. Um, super catchy, super hooky, super pop punky. The chorus and is I phenomenal. Like his bandana. I yeah, did like his bandana. Yeah, video is really good. Um, love the chorus, super catchy. But, but I will say this, man, 2020, I'm going on record, is going to be the hardest choice I'm going to have to make ever for a top three albums of the year. There have been so many bangers so far this yeah, year. You, you, you definitely listen to way more music than I do. Like I'm definitely on more podcasts than I am on, uh, on music nowadays. I, th- I feel like my music will probably be easy. Yours, I know you're going to struggle with. Man, I know Hot Mulligan. I know the front bottoms, and I'd like to think Bearings. Yeah, front bottoms is going. Get out of there. I'd like to think Bearings, but dude, if a Will Away releases a full length, 
that they've been rumored to. Like, there's so many band Miniature Tigers is supposed to release a record again this year. There's just so many possibilities that I am not yeah. looking forward to having to make that choice. Uh, but yeah. dude, check it out. Check out our interview with Bearings. Really good conversation. We talk about the the history of Ottawa. But uh, we talked great conversation and it was a great show. I was the, the only show we saw in 2020. Uh, yeah, we actually do a review of that show. It's that was on March 6th, just six days before the world got shut down. So, yep, we were supposed to see Ace the following Friday and they canceled. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I was supposed to see Letter Kenny live two weeks later and that got canceled too. So, pissed about it. Um, looking, looking forward to this record so much again, it's called Hello, It's You, comes out November 20th. Now, with the bad, um, Bad's an understatement. One of my favorite new bands won my 2018 record of the year. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, heavy things. We've had them on the show as well. Yeah. Casey, Casey and will great, great dudes. Great, great interview. Uh, one of my favorites, they've announced their breakup. Yeah. That's such a shame. Like they, again, they were great guys and you absolutely love their freaking music. And man, 2020 has been tough, man. They released a couple new singles as well in, in 2020 and I believe late 2019 and then one again in 2020 and they were fucking amazing. Now, what they did do is they left us with some B-sides. They released some B-sides as kind of like a thank you. So I'm very much looking forward to diving into those as some last Heavy Things content and I still have their first two uh, full lengths to go to. But man, I when I saw that, I was heartbroken. I actually DM'd Will uh, on on Instagram, he replied back and we were talking and he was like, I, you know, we got to stay in touch. Cause you know, I'd love to love to come back on and talk about whatever my next venture is. And so oh, we'll, hell yeah. we'll, uh, we'll figure something out around that, but man, some, some tough news to go along with some really good news for bearings, heavy yeah, things. Hang man, in there guys. I've talked, I've raved about them. Um, one of my favorite live shows I've seen in a long time. And one of my favorite records in the past five years, it's, uh, it's called goner. And then the other one's called glimpse. Um, this new one, the newer one's called Glimpse. So, like, check them out because they're gone. And uh, yeah, while while you still can, if they, I don't know if they're going to delist on Spotify, I'm sure they'll stay on Spotify. But yeah, and Heavy Things announces their breakup. Uh, real quick hit in the other section: Apple announces a hardware event for September 15th. So in just five days, it looks to be a watch, um, and it's probably going to have another iPad in there. It's not going to be a new phone yet. At least that's not the thought. So don't get just, your hopes just, up. Just don't slow down my phone, all right? Yeah, just slow down everybody's watch because that's <laughs> what we need. I don't like smart watches. I have a thing against them. But that's yeah, just I, I, I don't. I don't. I watch us. I I love watches. I just don't like square ones. Like, give me a fucking break. Make the square. Make the smart watch circular. All right, <laughs> Sam, give us your CGC spotlight so we can end this very long episode. CGC spotlight this week. We got Detective Comics three fifty eight. This is the first appearance of Spellbinder. I got my love for the character from Batman Beyond. I feel like that that introduced me to the character and got my love for this character. So that's why I picked up the book. This is a 9.4 off-white white pages. The John Broom and Gardner Fox stories, Sheldon Moldoff and Sid Green art, Carmine Infantino and Joe Gila cover, came out December 1966. This is, you know, a Silver Age. I would, I would consider this a minor key. If you're a Batman guy, you want to collect the robes. I, I try to have his robes you know, the highest grade I can get them in nine four. I'm pretty, I'm pretty satisfied there since there's only five, 9.8, 12, 9.6s. So, you know, not many at all grade higher than mine, only 15, on the census and a total of only a hundred blue labels graded. So actually not too many out there. So, and we got story. It's called the circle of terror. 
Batman and Robin go up against a new costume criminal who calls himself the Spellbinder and uses hypnosis devices to cause Batman to cover to cower in fear of illusions. How is Batman going to get out of it? Not to read the story to find out. Detective Comics 358. Everybody, that was episode 202. Remember, leave us a rating review wherever you're getting your audible goodness. It helps the show grow. It's free, it's easy, and we'd very much appreciate it. Again, thanks so much for sticking with us for episode 202. We covered a shit ton of news, but guess what? We'll be back next week with episode 203. Let's go, Eagles. Bye-bye.